everybody and welcome to the second episode of the 115 Fouls FPL podcast. The Fantasy Premier League podcast that brings you all the facts, fallout and frolics from each week in FPL. I'm Steve. I'm Johnny. And this week we'll be reviewing game week 18 as well as looking ahead to double game week 19. First of all though, it's time to bring in Johnny properly. Johnny, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm very well. The big question on everyone's lips this week is, of course, has Kevin Davis been in touch? Oh, Steve. Um, no, he hasn't. And and you know what? It's reminiscent of uh, of being back at secondary school, just desperately wanting to uh, to make friends with somebody who just doesn't just doesn't want to reach out and 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 connect with me. So, look, Kev, Kevin, if you're out there, look, uh, we're, we're nice blokes. Um, we love you. Come and have a chat to us. We're, we're desperately wanting to, to to hear what you've got to say about all things football and all things FPL. Love is a strong word, Kev, but uh, <laughs> we'll... Um, Don't let, listen to him. Don't listen to him, Kev. Love is exactly the word I wanted to use. Brilliant. Uh, well, it's a, it's a strong like uh, from my part and in a way that, you know, we just we just like to, to have a chat, Kev. So get in touch if you can. And uh, maybe we should just, uh, get, move on from this, shall we, John? Brilliant. Let's talk about the game week 18 that's just passed uh, before we move on to the absolute chaos of double game week 19 that is about to unfold. So, first of all, how did your game week go? Um, okay, it went all right. Um, I, th- I think I'm finishing on 52 points. So look, I think the important thing is I got the green arrow, right? So I think I'm in 24,000 now, which is... Circa 6,000 places up, which is good. A um, little bit disappointed a few players didn't come through. Devastated about Tierney not playing, uh, especially when it was a drab nil-nil and Terry Mitchell picked up eight points. But uh, but look, the, the, the plus side to that is uh, I did see Terry Mitchell on your bench, so that did make me a little bit happy. Yeah, I've had the unfortunate um, FPL situation of having a massive haul on my bench. I had 17 points sat there on a week where I scored 54. So percentage-wise, not great. Didn't even have a keeper as well that was playing on my bench. So um, it wasn't my best week in terms of picking the right players. I was 50-50 on uh, whether to pick McGoldrick or uh, or Rob Holding in my starting lineup, And I went for Big Dave uh, as a bit of fun. And it kind of backfired points-wise. It was a bit of a Shane long shot, wasn't it? Good. Uh, that's uh, that's brilliant. Um, I mean, he is he has got that sort of similar striker really to Shane Long. Um, you know, of, of yesteryear where Shane Long used to start uh, and not score many goals, and David McGoldrick is basically the Sheffield United incarnation of him. Several years later, and uh, it's part of the fun, though, isn't it? You know, fantasy football is at the end of the day a game, and you've got to try to have a bit of fun sometimes. And have those moments where you have a player in who does something a bit more interesting than than just be the in the in like a template team that people, everybody else is doing. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I, I draw parallels. Dave McGoldrick, Shane Long, they've got a lot in common. They both play in red and white. They both play up front and they both don't score many goals. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And sometimes you've got to go for a bit of fun. Probably would have picked someone... Uh, who scored goals for fun, though. Um, but, you know, your, your call, Steve. Glad it worked out. 
Cheers. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, like you said to me the other day, I should have picked Billy Sharp, but that would have also been a, a very, an even sillier decision, if we're being honest. The the biggest middle finger of the game week was um, Tyreek Mitchell, which I'm sure about half of Premier League managers had on their bench at 3.9, especially those playing their free hit, who uh, probably... You know, he might have come on for you if you didn't have Tierney. He might not have done if you uh, if you didn't, or even if you did. So yeah, he uh, at eight points did did quite well, didn't he? Really, he he did, he did, and 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 look, that that player, he's got to be one of the most talked about players generally this year, right? I mean, Nathan Ferguson doesn't start the season. Tyron Mitchell comes in, gets his start, four point zero, shoots up in price, gets dropped out of the team, and Van Aanholt comes back in. Just shoots back down to three point nine, and now all of a sudden he's starting again, even though he's fit. Like, what do we do with that, Roy? I mean, do we do we play him? Do we pick him? What what's going on? It's quite amazing, really, because Van Anholt over the past few seasons has been um, one of the best attacking fullback picks to have in fantasy football. I, I remember actually him winning our uh, winning me our mini league uh, one year when I had him in on the last day of the season, where he got a goal and a clean sheet. Oh yeah, I know. I just I've always always got to get him in there. You'll you'll know this in a few weeks. That basically, this 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 podcast is just purely about boosting my own ego. Um, but Van Aanholt is uh, has really not not hit the heights this season, mainly because of injury. Mitchell's done a great job, uh, and he is obviously the, uh, the the lowest point of any fantasy Premier League player this season, uh, apart from one who actually is a Blackburn Rovers player, you'll be happy to know, Barry Douglas. Yeah, um, Tyrone's got slightly more points than Barry Douglas, though. He, he does, and in fairness, even if Barry Douglas was in the Premier League, I was about to say he might have got some got some more points he's he's been a strange one he's come up um in fr- with three well two well he's about to go up with three different teams he's been up with with two different teams in the last few seasons he he got promoted with Wolves he got promoted with uh with Leeds both looking like one of the best attacking fullbacks in the league and then uh somehow has managed to be replaced when they've actually got promoted both times so yeah Barry Douglas is sort of the the fantasy football option that uh, that never happened, uh, which is a shame. But you know, next season when when Rovers are in the Premier League, that'll be when we uh, when he really takes off. Sure, we, look, we, we'll see. Both on the Rovers front and the, the Barry Douglas front. The other thing to talk about is the cup, which is currently running. Uh, how did you get on? Did you get through, John? I did. I did get through. Um, you know, third round now. Uh, pretty pleased myself. Um, when you've uh, had such poor league form as I have over the 10 years you've been playing this game, the cup is, holds a special place in your heart. And uh, thankfully, the guy that I was uh, playing against, uh, it's just a guy or a gal, but, uh, but I think it was a guy based on his, his uh, handle, um, didn't have the strongest of teams, but did panic me a bit because he had four players playing. One of them was Kane captain. So ran a little bit closer than I thought, but in the end, cleared him by about 20, 20 points. So through... Um, which is which is exciting. Well done, John. We uh, we're all very happy for you. And I am also through. I had a bit of an easier ride. I only had four players playing in the uh, in the team that my opponent had, um, and it was it was fairly comfortable compared to last week. Actually, the first week of the cup this season, I hit an opponent that had uh, Traore, Saiz, Wambasaka, and Foden, who all scored 
huge amounts of points that week and just kind of managed to scrape through, which was um, didn't, on paper it looked like a fairly easy win. So just shows you on any one-off week, the cup is just got the ability to throw up some little spanners that you might not have. Which, which, is, which is interesting for you, the win it's Steve, because... Uh... You're, you're not the cup's not usually your friend, is it? The cup is not my friend. Uh, I think I've I've got to the fourth round is the is the furthest I've gone, and I usually I've gone like last season I went out even before the first round didn't even qualify. So lol, it's uh, not great for me. But this season, you know, two rounds through could be on for my best ever cup run. Uh, we'll talk a little bit in a minute about the fact that. We've got some decisions to make ahead of this game week, and I might end up running into somebody who has a team that is set up for this double game week 19 in the way that I am not going to be. So this could be the end this week for me. In terms of players this week, John, there was yeah. only uh, well, there was only three outfield players that scored more than 10 points, and um, Guaita got 10 points as well uh, in the, at the last minute for. Uh, for Crystal Palace, but I'm not sure how many people would have had him in this week. Uh, yeah, so there was there was Michael Keane, uh, Phil Foden, and Paul Pogba all getting themselves 11 points. So not really the biggest haul from uh, from a lot of the well picked players in the free hit. Uh, is are any of those three guys now uh, interesting you going forward? Um, it's hard one, isn't it? Because um, I- I'm going to say no. Um, but only based on the other players in the teams that they play with, right? So, you know, Phil Foden, great shout, hyper-cheap midfielder of a city, but Pepper Roulette just makes it dangerous to play a guy who has started as little Premier League games as he has. Um, he feels like a great differential at times, so for a free-hit week, for those that picked him, fair play, great shout. But for the long term, not feeling it. Paul Pogba, again, Man United fan, you, know, you all know that now, but, like, um, he's... Uh, He's, he's a great option, but he's probably the third person I'd pick out of that midfield behind Rashford and Fernandez. So as wonderful as he's playing and, and the point hole that he got, probably not. And then finally, back down to Michael Keane. I know he's the second highest scoring, a goal scoring defender in the game behind Kurzuma. But if I'm picking an Everton defender, can't ignore Luca Digne. Yeah, well, he's now equaled um, the most assists by any defender in the league so far this season, uh, drawing level with, uh, with Robbo. Andy Robertson. So he's um, and he's done it in far less games. I think he's he's got six assists now in eleven games, which is quite impressive for a defender on fantasy football. I've got to be honest with you, I didn't watch that um, watch that game live, uh, the Everton Wolves game, because I was watching Manchester United Burnley, which is on at the same time. And um, when it came through that Michael Keane had scored. I immediately thought it's got to be a loopy header into the far post because that is all the only type of goal that Michael Keane ever scores. He it's loves a loopy header. He just loves a loopy header. It is. It's his favourite. It really is. It's Absolutely. <laughs> he just loves a loopy header. I mean, look, beyond beyond that, like Michael Keane, fair play, you put him in. But I just I commend all those people out there that played their free hit better than I did. And rather than just going with the generic, we think these guys are going to be the best, just really using it to see if they could get some points out of some differentials this week. And actually, if you took that gamble and played that free hit effectively and put in Foden put in the likes of Michael Keane, then, you know, you deserve to be top of those leaderboards. So fair play. I think my lowly 50 points uh, was not enough to beat that. And I think I'll be thinking about my free hit differently next time around. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those weeks where 
it it looked like the perfect week to play the free hit. And the reality of it is that a lot of people who didn't have not taken the hit, the points hit that they might have done. It, you know, if, if people out there with seven or eight players who were thinking about it and didn't do it, they're probably thinking now that was a really good decision because this, it, it, there wasn't good enough point scores around the game week. No. to justify doing it in in the end but that's part of the part of the problem at the moment is that it, it's um we you don't know what's going to happen this is the most probably the most unpredictable premier league season that we've ever had um it's leveled out a little bit more and we're not seeing the same amount of goals that we we were uh, right at the start of the season but it's you know we've had we've seen we've seen um we've seen spurs draw this week at home we've seen arsenal draw this week at home we've seen like scrape wins for Man United and Manchester City. We finally saw Sheffield United win, which I'm very excited about because I predicted it. Um, but it's brilliant. It, it, was, it was a it was a, a bit more of a, a boring week. I think is probably the best way to describe it. But at the same time, not the game week that probably a lot of um, long term planning fantasy football managers had in mind. Yeah, no, you're you're completely right. And look, I think a few things here. Look, first of all. This free hit week is out of the way now. We can get back to only having to worry about one transfer per week, potentially two if you want that four-point minus. Um, but also what we can put to bed is you stop gloating about the fact that you called Sheffield United's first win of the season and just move on. <laughs> that would be nice. Okay. Uh, that's, well, on, on that note, uh, let's talk about our predictions from this week. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, we, we obviously um, predicted the scores of each of the games from... Uh, game week 18 before we started last week um, we've decided that we're going to make this into a long running game between me and Johnny it's Team Steve versus Team Johnny it'll function much the way in scoring as uh, the Super 6 uh, app does so this is how I'll be scoring it we will get 5 points for getting the correct score line we'll get 2 points for Getting, for picking the correct result, so a win, draw, or loss, and we'll get an extra one bonus point because fantasy football, you've got to have a bonus point somewhere um, for getting one goal away from the correct result. So, for instance, if you picked 2 0 to Manchester City versus Brighton, you would get both two points for uh, for predicting the correct result, plus an extra bonus point for being one goal away from the correct score. So that would be three points. Alternatively, looking at uh, my prediction last week for Wolves versus Everton, I predicted two all. The end result was 2-1, so I'll get a, a single point for that game. You can see that Steve came up with his scoring system given there's a 7-6 differential. Um, in, in the scores already, that the bonus point is obviously playing an effect on Steve's results over mine, but sure, I think there's just another game for you to beat me out of football, but hey, I'll, I'll accept it, I understand. Well, in fairness, I could have had um, a, a full five points if it had been for the fact that the Spurs game had gone ahead, because I predicted one all Spurs versus Aston Villa, and Spurs... Uh, drew one all, but unfortunately with Fulham. So we had quite the heated argument about whether I got the five points for that. Um, Johnny somehow managed to convince me that I shouldn't. So in in a way, you've actually been quite lucky, really. Um, have, have I been lucky, or is it the fact that you predicted a game that didn't happen more the point because, you know, you didn't predict Tottenham versus Fulham? Because actually, if you've asked me, like, look, John, what do you think the score of Tottenham versus Fulham? I'd have probably said... One all, 
with Harry Kane scoring first and then Ivan Cavallero levelling it up. We're, so look, that's what I would have said. And I would have got, uh, we can't prove that, right? So look, we're just going to have to rule it out and just say it doesn't count. I think it's more to the point that if you've um, if you're predicting a Spurs game at the moment, you're just basically predicting that if they play somebody who is like lower than the top five, they're going to go ahead and then surrender that res- that lead late in the game with some terrible bit of defending or a penalty. It seems to be a running theme in Spurs games so far this season that they just cannot hold on to a lead against some of the poorer sides. Anyway, let's move on. Yes. To. Double game week 19, the first major double game week of this season. And it, quite frankly, is going to be the most chaotic week in fantasy football, maybe history. And that is not me exaggerating. It's been crazy for even the last two days. um, But it's also been crazy over the course of the last three weeks. There's already been four fixture changes since the start of the since the start of this game week was published um the first one was uh Manchester City versus Aston Villa being added to this game week then we had Southampton versus Leeds being postponed then we had Everton versus Aston Villa being postponed and then we had Aston Villa versus Newcastle being added so there's four games already changed in this game week Long-term planning managers have had an absolute nightmare, quite frankly, me included. So, the first question to you, off the basis of that, should you now be thinking about playing the bench boost off the basis of that? What's your situation, John? What? What? How are you feeling about this week? I just don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm, it makes me sad because this is probably the first time I've tried to plan in the history of fantasy football for a double game week with the express intention of having 15 players double game weeking. And they they may happen, they may not. Um, at the moment, I've got 11 players that could have a double game week, right? So that could be fair. But with current new announcements, there's potentially more so look I just don't know I think uh, 50-50 right um, I'm, I'm probably gonna you know in typical Johnny style I'm gonna flip a coin head to tails <laughs> see where it lands and uh, and that's what I'm gonna do so the new piece of information that I've got for you Johnny is in the last sort of uh, 20 minutes before we came on Leeds versus Southampton Ra- Ralph Hasenhutl has put out into the media that he's preparing for both the uh, Shrewsbury versus Southampton game, which is the third round FA Cup tie, to go ahead. But he's also preparing that that might be called off, which is the reason why these fixtures have been moved in the first place. Um, he, he thinks that might be called off again. The, the Shrewsbury manager has, has tested positive for, uh, uh, for COVID-19 uh, today, so it's still running through the camp. And it might be a case that um, Shrewsbury versus Southampton gets called off and Leeds Southampton gets added back in to the game week. Ugh. Right. Well, look, I mean, if that, if, if, that happen, if that happens, right, let's let's be really honest. There's a real justification for playing your bench boost, right? Because if you're not playing your bench boost to double up the players on the bench getting double game weeks, you're playing in another week where they might play anyway. But if, the, if you definitely know they're going to play once and they might play twice... Oh, that's 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 maybe a gamble to consider. Um, oh God, Ralph, are you 
you tease. Uh, I just don't know where to go with this. <laughs> it's it's really hard. I mean, I've never I've never been so torn about making a decision in fantasy football. I was I, I'd settled on the fact that I'd been planning for my double game week. I wasn't going to do it. I had uh, had six players in my squad who were single game week fixtures. It wasn't the right time. It felt like there was an opportunity for me to play it at another point. But suddenly, if um, Southampton versus Leeds went ahead next weekend, uh, I have two Leeds players on my bench. I have a Southampton player on my bench. And <sighs> so there's three players who would... Um, so, I mean, actually, there's four at the moment. because ha- I'm going to probably take out Che Adams... Um, so Jay Adams is the is the fourth, but he, he, I'm going to basically wait until the last minute to make my transfers anyway. But if this game were to suddenly go ahead and I were to keep Jay Adams in and to and to transfer out Martinelli as I need to this game week to play my bench boost, um, this suddenly becomes a really viable option for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just not. Look, I'm just not 100 Luke Shaw on what to do here. It's uh, brilliant. <sighs> Yeah. Go on, Johnny. Tell us. Yeah, Steve, if you didn't think I noticed the doubling up on uh, puns around Man United uh, fullbacks, I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, no, kudos. I just I just don't know, right? Look, I'm a, without disclosing my, my full team. It's pretty obvious that I've got two Leeds players, a Southampton player, and an Aston Villa player that may replace Harry Kane. Right, that is my bench at the moment. And right now, if that game will give me an opportunity to get a minimum six more points, but probably more based on the fact there's going to be points in that game, especially with Leeds involved, oh, it's swinging me towards a yes. Frankly, I mean, maybe it's worth the risk. Do you want to know a bit more um, information that um, just to really add chaos to the fire as well? You so, know what? Yeah, I mean, chaos is chaos is what I live by. I mean, I don't want to plan. I want to, I want to punt. You know, no, no plan, <laughs> just punt. So the the other news is that obviously, in previous seasons, on the thirty first of December, it, uh, the yellow card rule of if you get five yellow cards, you get banned for a game, um, would be would be implemented. So it would it gets wiped away. You have to get ten to get um ten yellow cards to get a ban after the 31st of, of December or or equal amount of fixtures that are at that date. This season it's 19 fixtures um, and there's some quite significant players who all have double game weeks on four yellow cards at the moment who if they were to be booked would be banned for the second game. So uh, do you want me to tell you who those are John? Um, well I haven't checked so you might as well. Right brilliant. So the, here we go it's Bruno Fernandes. So brilliant I've got him. First, First of all, that's that's good. Um, Jack Grealish. Yeah. Are you writing this down? No. Oh, okay. I thought you might want to. I uh, don't. I don't do that, Steve. Come on, you know. I'm gonna take information, walk away, and most likely do something silly like putting someone that's probably injured. <laughs> well, speaking of injured, uh, Luke Shaw is another uh, one of those players. Oh. Uh, Harry Maguire. Right. And Matt Target. Well, I have got Matt Target. There you go. So he he could potentially miss uh, miss a game. He's obviously playing City in the first game. Um, Man United are playing Liverpool in in uh, their first game. Which in you know historically, there's not many bookings in that game, is there? There's no no bookings. They're sending off. So it's pretty tame in that game, right? No one cares about it. It's dead fixture. <laughs> well. On that on that front, um, just to take you through the, the the teams who have double game weeks this week. 
we've got Aston Villa, we've got Burnley, Fulham, Leicester, Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, Newcastle, West Brom, West Ham. It's um, there's some 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 fairly big teams there, and there's a lot of crossover of fixtures now. So we we've talked about where we're playing the bench boost, but is this a, is this a week for you where you'd think about playing your triple captain? No, um, definitely not. Um, because I want. Any chip that I'm going to play, I want to play it like I'm guaranteeing it. And whilst I feel that, you know, that steers you towards definitely going with your high-profile players, basically like Salah, which is usually what people go for, the derby just doesn't feel like the time to do that, right? And and there's this other double game that's coming up. Uh, plus, I just kind of like the, 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 the ability to say, like, look, if someone else has used it, I can sort of keep threatening all the mini-leagues that I'm in, saying... Yeah, well, you know, I might be 20 points, but I've got my triple captain. Um, so, you know, again, probably not a lot of logic in that, but I'm, I'm going to hold on the triple captain. If I play any chip this week, it's bench boost, um, not not triple captain. It's funny that we've we started this podcast um, in the middle of kind of like chip season, essentially. Where I love chips. <laughs> every, everyone loves chips, you know, a bit of salt, a bit of pepper. Um, but unfortunately... Uh, yeah, we, we've 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 kind of hit the point where usually we'll be talking about making one or two transfers a week, and we're having to talk about major decisions of, of impacting your whole season. Um, my my kind of take on this is that it, there's so much uncertainty at the moment, as has just been proven by the small monologue that I did at the start of this segment, that you can't trust on the fact that a chip is going to going to come off for you at the moment in a way that usually you'd be looking at like i think last season there was there was a double game week where um where mané had two uh, liverpool had two fixtures and a few people triple captain mané and, he, and he i was one, one of those i was injured. one of those people were you one of those people i forgot about that yeah i haven't but thanks steve <laughs> <laughs> but the but usually that's so that's the usual uncertainty you're dealing with. You both you're dealing with both that and the fact that fixtures could get cancelled, players could get COVID, and um, you know the the in amongst all the rest of it. And at the moment, in, in a time where the football's not been that exciting for the last few weeks, no one's really hammering each other the same way they were at the start of the season. Um, if if it was from my perspective, I think we should be saving our chips until later in the season. Um, and also a big part of that as well is just that if you are in a decent position and it goes wrong for others around you at this point by doing that, you've got an advantage going forward. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I that is all really sensible. Um, but ultimately, I love triple captain chip more than any other chip. But I also hate it. It just—it's the one that I feel like is I get to, I talk about the most. Um, and the reason I love it is it just really invokes the sort of the punty mentality of the way that I sort of play fantasy football. It's like that's the week to play it. Definitely go for it. And actually, the first year they 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 put it in, they, I remember it vividly. It was the year where Aguero scored five goals against Newcastle, and so many people put it in uh, for that game and did really really well, and it was great. And then other people triple capped him later in the season and he had a double game week and he got basically exactly the same points. And it was like almost this write-off that like most players did that. Uh, and I was I was in the latter category. Since that, where I basically chalked out 75 points off one week of him, 
I think I've not managed more than 20 points of using my triple captain once, and it's just made me sad. So, look, I'm going to hold <laughs> on to it <laughs> as long as I can, hoping that I pick the right one this year. But I'm probably going to sit here at some stage this year and tell you I've done it again. See, that, the triple captain terrifies me for for the kind of the, the same reason, but for kind of the opposite. I, I've always had a, like a sort of steady away triple captain. That's I've always done. I've always done a double game week. It's always a, always away. I think it's the best way to go. You might get lucky if you do it on a single game week, but re- the reality is you you're increasing your odds of getting more points by doing it on a double game week. And each year, I seem to do okay enough points for it to feel like it's it's sort of justified, but not never enough to really think, wow, I've absolutely kind of taken away any of my opponents or, uh, at this point. So, yeah, it's it's um it sort of terrifies me that I'm I'm on for a, a four pointer at some point or a mame situation at some point. So, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it like pressing that button this year, particularly with the way that things are going and how well everything's been been working for us um it's going to be really really difficult and i think the later i leave that the better i'll feel about it yeah absolutely and look you know like you like you say these chips aren't guarantees the free hit proves that right and it's probably the last time we should probably bring up free hit but most people have used it this week it's got most people the standard 50 points but there's a lot of people that haven't used it there and it's and they've got 20 30 points in the week but then they've still got that chip to use at quite detrimental times. Can you imagine going into the last game week of the season in your mini league, knowing you've got like a, a, a little bit of ground to make up and you can play that and just say, I'm going to play anyone I want here. That's 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 uh, that's quite a scary thought, I suppose, for some. Well, one one game week to look forward to for that, which I'll touch on briefly, is, um, is game week 26, which you know is going to be a double game week. Uh, um, in this season. But because it's, um, it's, it's based on the FA Cup fixtures, we won't know who... We'll be playing double game weeks in that game week until game week 24 or 25. So actually, if you still got your free hit chip, that's where I personally would be looking at it and thinking, this is a good time to play the free hit chip because it's getting a double game week at a time when you know a lot of people have already played it and also you're going to not know the fixtures well in advance like we felt like we did this time, even though it's sort of backfired because, like you say, the Burnley game was added into this into this week and this the, the week after um, has, has turned into an absolute massacre. <laughs> also, the blank game week that follows that is, is game week 29. So yeah. that, the, there's... There's a bit of a gap there, a bit of time to rejig your team afterwards, or free, you get free trans- free transfers in between that you can that you can work. As opposed to this, where if you play your free hit, you you don't bank the transfer, so you just get the one transfer off the other off the other side of it. So mm-hmm. that it's a it, it's turned out that a lot of people have now been been put in a really difficult situation because of forward planning. Whereas that might be a time. You know, by that point, we might have a, a league that's a bit more stable than it is right now. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Um, the other thing to think about in double game weeks that we is we haven't really touched on is is the the single game week players because there's a debate about whether you should um, leave in good players and whether they'll outscore double game week players. So, for instance, this week Kane and Son play bottom of the table, Sheffield United. Um, who were without a win until this weekend? Is is it in your thought process that like, if you had the option between say Kane and 
Mikel Antonio, for instance, who I, I feel is going to be a popular pick this week because of his fixtures and the fact that he's now the only striker at West Ham since Haller's gone. Um, who would you have out of those two players? Oh, uh, that's two questions, though, isn't it? Right? I mean, um, I don't know, Steve. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I've got Kane, right? I've had him a long time now. I think um, I, I did quite well getting him in quite quickly. Um, in, in fact, when he, you know, he was quite cheap in comparison to the returns that he's had. But um, he's a pretty consistent point scorer. And I think given that we're moving into a situation where you want to be making sure your team has got the players and they're getting consistent points, I, I wouldn't be taking Kane out for Antonio. Um, I think the question for me is, you know, do you want to be putting players in who you think are going to get big points in double game weeks? Yeah. I think Antonio is the option, but not for the sake of someone like Harry Kane. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm going to say no on get, dropping Kane. Um, and uh, but look, if you can squeeze Antonio into your team, uh, I think he's a he's a really good shout. Like, so speaking of obviously good shouts, um, who who are you look who are you looking at? If you if you had um, three free transfers this week, for instance, who would be the three players that you'd be looking at? Um, well, um, I, I know you didn't recognise the fact that I tried to use a John Ruddy pun there, but um, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, look, who am I going to transfer in? Um, West Ham's fixtures probably have the most favourable fixtures for looking at defensive point returns. Um, I think uh, there's a lot of chat that Fabianski's fit again. He's probably going to start a little bit of a niggle, no, no more. So I think he's a, he's a real option at five point one if you're looking for a replacement keeper just to sort of play two games but he's got a yellow exclamation mark so so think about it um beyond that i think look it's city players isn't it right i mean they are just on fire at the moment they're not losing games they're looking hyper creative and and the big man kdb is is obviously the way to go i mean you know you just can't ignore him and look pep roulette is a factor right so i think do you think he'll be back on penalties (laughs) Um, yes, um, <laughs> I think he probably will. Um, so, so Raheem, it just wasn't very good, was it? Um, but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, he's definitely back on pens. Unless Aguero comes in, you know, which again, you just don't know. I mean, he's got COVID, hasn't he? So he's probably going to have to isolate. Um, so unless he's playing yeah, the I think, I, think he, I think he's just out isolating, actually. I, I don't think he's actually got COVID, but there's been, he was in contact with somebody who was... That's what I've heard. But. I've heard that he's just got really into a Netflix series and just pretends he's got COVID because he wants to finish it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which which Netflix series do you think he's into? Um, I, I think it's that um, Sunset Dreamhouse. That, that makes sense. I think that's sort of up his street, really, isn't it? Um, also, just to just to clarify, none of the information I said there was at all substantiated, and also I'm not even sure it's a real Netflix show, but um, that, that's what I think. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, no, I think like City players, KDB, Cancelo, or Diaz, and Edison, you're likely st- you, you, you guaranteed starters. But look, John Stones is still cheap, right? 5.0. City defender. Clean sheets out all the time, right? Well, Laporte, Laporte and Ake are out as well at the moment as well, which really sort of makes makes him a certain starter as opposed to usually when you, like you say, Pep Roulette could take force. So, well, yeah. Steve, again, thank you because I have Stones and I thought he was a punt and you've just shored it up. So, look, plan, plan our punt. Gone with the punt. It's worked out. <laughs> Cheers, lad. <laughs>
<laughs> in fact, you've had, you've had stones for a few weeks. It's, it's been working quite nicely for you. Um, I, there's, there's a few players that, have, that are from my perspective, that I just think are, are kind of slightly off-the-wall picks for this week, but, you know, maybe a lot of people aren't talking about... I mean, the first one, it sounds stupid to say he's a bit off-the-wall, but Jamie Vardy, no one's talking about him. And um, I think that he's going to be, you know, probably the, the, the go-to premium striker this week and I know a lot of people are investing in their midfield because they want KDB they want Fernandez they want Salah um but yeah he's for me um somebody who I wish I had in my side which I know you do John um I I do um I've had him for a little while um albeit it wasn't planning for a double game week I just thought they looked like they had a quite a decent run of fixtures and he takes penos and that was basically the justification of thought Albeit I did have palpitations one weekend where I'd, I'd captained him and he was just on for doing absolutely nothing and then banging a, a last-minute goal and took all three bonus points. So I was very, very happy on that front. But, but yeah, no, he's, um, you, know, you can't ignore Jamie Vardy's goal-scoring record, right, as, 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 a, as a justification for putting him in a double game week. He just continuously scores goals. Even when he doesn't look like he's going to score, he scores, right? And he ties back into my thing, right? Sometimes ignoring the stats and just watching him play, it's like you just go, oh my God, Vardy's got to go on and assist again today. That's mental. Like, And he just does that week in, week out, doesn't he? He, he does. And, but the thing, actually, to sort of contradict you a little bit, I've watched a lot of games this season where Jamie Vardy has just not been in the game for 70, 75 minutes. And then the last 15 minutes, he just sort of comes alive and gets an assist or a goal. And... It sort of makes you think that the, the you know that he's preying on tiring teams or who are who are lacking concentration later on. But he's a, he must be a hard person to own because he 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 does it so late most of the time. And he's obviously he missed the penalty earlier in the season as well, didn't he? Um, but he's obviously taken a lot of penalties as well. I think Leicester have got the most amount of penalties of any side in the Premier League this season. And um, it's always I always hate watching my my players take penalties because there's always that worry that there's such a big swing in one kick of a football while watching fantasy fo- uh, while playing fantasy football. It's um it's not very not a nice feeling. I'm usually hidden behind the couch at that moment. Yeah, no, you, you, you're right, and I have been in that situation where it, it, you do have palpitations on it, or just not palpitations, regret probably more, and and then and then you say, oh. I've been reassured there, um, but look, I mean, it's worked out, and, and and actually, like he's been in my team now for quite a few weeks, and I'm not a, a KDB owner at the moment, and I've been wanting to get KDB in, but I physically can't. Right, we can't. You can't have more. We get that, right? Um, and if I have to get KDB in, Vardy, every single time I go into a game, I think, right, if I'm going to get KDB in, it has to be at the detriment to Vardy, and then Vardy bangs in a goal. And potentially also an assist and gets a couple of bonus points. And I'm like, well, can't can't take him out. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, no, look, I'm really pleased he's in my team already um, for this double game week. And um, if you haven't got, got him in for the game week and you're looking for someone who, and you can force him quite high priced up front, look, just really consider him. It's, he's a great option. The, another couple of like honourable mentions just to, to, to put out there. Um, West Ham have obviously a the best set of fixtures in this game week. Um, 
if you don't own him already, Suit Check has been a great option for both me and Johnny this season. Johnny more so because he's benched him less than I have when he scored. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, we, we spoke about Antonio Soufal, his assist. Cresswell, again, his assist. Um, and if he's fit, Fabianski. It, it turns, I think Bal, uh, Balbuena is isolating. So uh, in terms of the, the centre-back options, you, you're kind of looking at Ogbonna as being the only sort of guaranteed starter there. Whether Diop will come in for both of those games is hard to know. So, yeah, um, West Ham are kind of the, the, the sort of most practical option to go to for cheapo players. Jared Bowen, obviously, as well, who started the season very, very brightly and has sort of tailed off over the last few weeks and is a bit of a rotation risk with um, with Yarmolenko sort of coming back into a bit of form. So, ones to think about. And, um, yeah, it's... I guess there's a, there's a there's a few more double game week kind of teams knocking about um as well who you might want to look at um like now Newcastle have another fixture Callum Wilson is probably the only player that you would want from them Fulham um Caviero Luckman maybe their defense they've been strong defensively but they do play Man United and Chelsea um and then standardly Burnley Chris Wood who we mentioned last week might be an option and Aston Villa um just Grealish, if he doesn't get booked, Watkins is a good cheap striker, though he has had COVID, uh, so he's a little bit of a rotation risk. And any Villa defender, because they are strong defensively, and they have Newcastle the second game. Right, do you think I've covered everything there? Yes, I think that's that's fair. Maybe Anwar Al-Ghazi deserves a, a shout-out based on current form, but apart from that, I think we're we're, we're there. Very true. He's done very well recently. Though Trezeguet is apparently back. Um, but that doesn't mean that El Ghazi won't start, but he's um just brings his um brings his place in the team into a bit of disrepute. It does. Um, should we move on to our, our weekly score predictions? Because we have a lot to get through. So should we just uh, fire these off? Come on, let's do it. Um so we have first of all got Wolves versus West Brom. Ooh, two no wolves. I'm going to go for 1-1. One, one. Oh. Leeds versus Brighton. 4-2. I'm going to go for a bit of the opposite here. Brighton, 2-1. Right. They've looked okay. good the last few weeks, and I, I think they might pick up a win against the Leeds side that are quite vulnerable at the back. West Ham versus Burnley. Uh, I'm going to say one all. Very nice. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go for... I might go for the same. I think I'll go for one all. That's a weak guess, that, Steve. Just copying... Sorry about that, you know. it's uh, It just, just has that feeling about it. Fulham versus Chelsea, West London derby. You know, the, the poshest area of London. What are you saying? 3-0, uh, Chelsea. I'm going to go for a bit of a tighter game because I think Fulham have been better defensively. 2-1 to Fulham. Uh, Leicester versus Southampton? Uh, I'd say, I'm going to say 2-0 Leicester. I'm sad on a good side, but I, just, I fancy Leicester to sort of see that one out. I'm going to go for 2-1 uh, purely because uh, Southampton have had some difficulties without Danny Ings uh, and uh, I'm not banking on uh, on Shane Long getting a getting a brace. So, yeah, 2-1 to Leicester. Sheffield United Spurs. I'm going to go... Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, I'm going to say 2-0 two, two Spurs. 2-0 Spurs. I'm going to go 3-1 to Spurs uh, after a, conceding an early goal. Uh, Man United versus Liverpool, biggest game of the weekend. How are you feeling about your team here, John? Uh, nah. I'm excited for the game. Um, it's probably the best way to put it. It's, it's exciting for this game to be exciting again um, for a long, long time. It hasn't been. It hasn't been. 
Um, and and look, you know, I probably wouldn't have said this a few weeks ago, but our defence is probably marginally better than theirs at the moment. So, uh, look, I think an exciting game, nonetheless, but it is at Anfield. Well, I have to back my team. I'm going to say 3-2. That is uh, fair enough. I'm also incredibly excited for this game. It's great to see um, these two teams battling it out for a place at the top of the league. Obviously, City are in there as well, but it's um, it feels like the fierce rivalry uh, of, of Liverpool versus Man United of old is sort of uh, bringing itself back. Uh, I'm actually going to go for um, a result which I think United will think is positive. I'm going to go for one all um, and uh, for it to be, a, 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 you know, United sitting in, counter-attack and, uh, and Liverpool to, to sneak one at some point because of their obvious quality. Good stuff. Um, Next one, Manchester City versus Palace. Uh, right, well, I did think I was going to go with 2-0, but on the advice of my nine-year-old nephew, Harry, who's a, a massive City fan, he reckons it's going to be 2-1. So you have to draw your information from somewhere, and I'm going to stick with his knowledge and go with 2-1. 2-1 to Palace? No, Man City. I mean, <laughs> God, God, I mean, he, look, he, he's nine, not a madman. <laughs> Um, this is actually I think this is the, the game the last game that we went to watch together live uh, was was this Manchester City versus Palace at, at Selhurst Park wasn't it? Yeah yeah, it was um, uh, which I, I love because Palace's pre-game if anyone's ever been it's, it's great um, it's just got so much pre-game entertainment over the other the stadiums it's, it's wonderful but it was a great game and I, and I think there was a penalty save in that game, wasn't there? Is that? Yeah, it was. It was last minute. Edison saved a Milivojevic uh, penalty, and um, actually, it probably wasn't the last game we saw because that was a, it was a couple of years ago that we've been to yeah. a few, few games in between that. Um, but yeah, uh, the uh, Edison saved the Milivojevic penalty in the last minute, and actually at that point, um, Man City were on a, a silly unbeaten run in the league at that point and it nearly ended that day but there's also history in that fixture Andros Townsend scoring that absolute screamer what uh, a banger when they beat them 3-2 at the Etihad Uh, I think it was at the Etihad I'm right there aren't I was at the Etihad Oh, um, Steve, I don't know. I might have to, I might have to nip that out <laughs> if I'm wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll check it after. Um, Just don't fact check us, please. There's just yeah, too much. Don't. <laughs> I, 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 I did get, um, I did get uh, Kevin Davis uh, playing for Blackburn in, in the early 2000s wrong last week. It was actually in the late 90s because obviously it was when we were in the... It, it, it before where He got relegated with us. Um, so oh, <laughs> we Kev, were, that's just another stat we didn't want to bring up. I'm so sorry. Yeah, apologies, Kev, but um, yeah, so it was uh, it was the late nineties that Kevin Davis played for. So I'm sorry that I got that wrong. Um, that it just means that I have to start doing my research. Now. That's the problem. I, yes. I also I also feel like 1999 was like five years ago. So that's um, I need to get over that. That's in my own head. <laughs> right. Uh, let's move on swiftly. Um, Arsenal versus Newcastle. Uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go something quite rogue. I'm gonna say another nil-nil. Oh, I mean they 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 both played out very drab games uh, like this last week. I'm gonna just I'm gonna go for a one-nil to Arsenal. I really don't see there being much in this. Um, so yeah, one-nil to the Arsenal, like the good old days, um, before Wenger came in. Uh, West Ham versus West Brom. Three-nil uh, West Ham. Three-nil, gotta be surely. Yeah, I, I I know I went for a, a West Brom draw in the first game, so I think Sam will have got them all organised over this little break they've had, but I think West Ham will sneak this, so I'm going to go for 2-1 West Ham. Super. Uh, Leicester versus uh, Chelsea. Uh, 
two all. Uh, you know what? I have exactly the same result down for this. Two two. I think it's going to be a, a good old Desmond. Mm. So there you go. We've got two results the same so far, so that's exciting. Uh, Manchester City versus Aston Villa. Uh, I'm going to say 2 0 to City. Very nice. Uh, I, I'm, I've got this. I, I, I like Villa this season. I think they're a really good side, and I, I, I just don't see them beating City at the Etihad at the moment. Um, but I think it'll be a bit closer than that. So I'm going to go two one to Villa. A two one to City. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, he's locked got, in. You said Villa. I got ahead of myself. <laughs> You've got, you got to lock it in, Steve. Come on, don't be naughty. <laughs> oh God, that slip of the tongue could end up. But I mean, at least I've got two. It's like I've got two. Uh, predictions in there. I can argue either side. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna f- firmly say two one Manchester City. If Villa win, I won't be claiming it. Mm. Uh, and I'll also be nipping that out in the edit. <laughs> 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 Fulham versus uh, versus Manchester United. Uh, I'm gonna say we're gonna snick it. And I think it's one nil United. I think you're going to get a really positive result against Liverpool and then do uh, what Man United seem to have done the last few seasons and, and pick up a bad result against another side. So I'm going to go one so, all. So mean. Come on. I don't know. But it's, you know, it's true. Uh, Liverpool versus Burnley. Uh, I'm going to say one all. Ooh, interesting. That's the first maybe more rogue shout you've gone for here, John. Um, I'm going to say 2-0 Liverpool. I think they'll, they'll get back to winning ways there. Villa versus Newcastle is the final game, which is taking place next Saturday. So it feels like a lifetime away. Uh, but what do you think the score is going to be, John? I'm going to say 3-1 to Aston Villa. Interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be 2-0 to Villa because Newcastle did not look like creating any chances in that last game. No, so it's not. hard to back them to score. Uh, in fairness, they were down to 10 men after Ryan Frazier's sending off. So... Yeah, that is the predictions for game week nineteen. Double game week nineteen. Uh, it's going to be a pretty bonkers week, no matter what happens. Just in terms of the amount of fixtures and um, all the chaos that's going on. Um, are you excited for it, John? Of course, I'm always excited. I always think I'm going to get like two hundred points. So of course, I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 very aware that I'm not going to get two hundred points this week. I will take. If if I if I break that hundred mark, I will be very happy. Yeah, I'm gonna go for two hundred. Good. Well, I mean, if you put Shane Long in, then maybe you might have a chance. Oh, Shane, I'm so sorry, but it's not gonna happen. I'm the not Shane Long it. shot, as you the as Shane you Long shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not going in. Good. I mean, you don't want to, you know, ruin Patricio your week. Oh, that was. Probably the worst of the of, of this show, but um, but like, <laughs> but you know, me, me, so if you if you haven't got to the end of this, then that's maybe nice that you've missed it. Um, but if you have, I'm I'm just so sorry. You had to listen to that, and you can expect much more top bants like that in the weeks to follow. Uh, we're going to be back uh, next week on Thursday during the middle of the game week. Uh, to talk a little bit about how the game week is going and also just to have a bit of breathing space to talk about some other fantasy football related content that's going to be very exciting yeah absolutely plus it'll give Steven time to come up with some better football player puns I'm going to literally go away now and uh, and do my research that's my that's my my job I need to find some between now and then yeah it's a, good, pl- it's a good plan right well that's all we've got time for I've been Steve I've been Johnny 
And this has been the 115 Files FPL podcast. You can follow us at 115 Files FPL on Twitter, at 115 Files FPL podcast on Instagram. Get us followed, like, share, subscribe, do what you can, spread the word around. We've been absolutely overawed by the positive feedback that we've had so far, and uh, we're all really pleased. So thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.